All right, so, uh, Brother Ben asked me before camp meetings if I had anything on my heart, and I didn't at the time, and I kind of got to him last minute, um, but everything was filled up, so he uh, was gracious enough to give me the platform tonight. Um, I I think this this is going to be a good prayer night message. For, for you guys. Um, if you can join me in Second Chronicles 20, I'll, I'll pray real, real quick and uh, we'll get going. Uh, Lord Jesus, just use this word, Lord Jesus, to build our faith, to, to build up you know, our spirits, Lord Jesus. Uh, use it, Lord God, for anyone who needs to hear it, Lord Jesus, and, and help us to apply it, Lord God, and uh, go forward in faith, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. So Second Chronicles 20. And we'll start in verse 17. I'll kind of take out part of a verse here. You will not need to fight this battle. Set yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. So, how I came across this verse. um, I was struggling with something recently. And, you know, had a good conversation with a friend. And uh, they encouraged me, you know. I got into prayer and got into the Word that day. And um, the Lord, you know, brought me to Second Chronicles 20. And um, specifically, uh, what jumped out at me in this verse was the word still. Um, I'm going to visit three different verses that use the word still. Um, this one says stand still. The other, the other two say be still. Um, but we'll go through it. Uh, but before we get to the other verses, let's read what's going on in, in Second Chronicles 20 here. So we'll go back to uh, verse 1. It happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying... A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Engedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask for help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah in Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might, so that no one is able to stand against you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? And they dwell in it and have built your, you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, If disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. And now here are the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are, rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. O our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. 
Now all Judah, with their little ones, their wives, and their children, stood before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, in the midst of the assembly. And he said, Listen, all you of Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go down again against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be feared or be dismayed. Tomorrow go against them, for the Lord is with you. So here we see you know, Jehoshaphat the king and the nation of Judah are dealing with a situation that they're not going to be able to handle on their own. They know that they're losing this fight. Uh, this situation is bigger than them, and they needed help. Um, you know, in verse 12 it says, For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do. They didn't have the answers either. So they, they knew they were overmatched. They knew it was bigger than them. This situation was something they couldn't handle, and they didn't know what to do. But I love Jehoshaphat's response. Verse 3, he said, And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. His immediate answer was to go to the Lord in prayer. And then in verse 4, not only does he go alone, but he says, So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord, and from all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. So not only did he go to the Lord, he got as many people as possible to go to the Lord with him. Kind of reminds you of what we do on prayer night, right? I think it's a great example of, of how we should pray as a church. You know, pray yourself, yes, but get other people involved in your prayer. You know, more people asking the Lord for help, the better. Especially when the situation is, is out of your grasp. So in verse uh, 15 through 17, he said, Listen, all you of Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Go down against them tomorrow. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will not need, or and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. So that's how the Lord responds to their prayers. Um, you know, he immediately, you know, he said, "Stand still. I heard you." I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take over from here. I got this. Um, but let's focus on the word still. Uh, in this verse, it means to stand, stand still, stop, cease moving or doing, or be inactive. You know, in life, when we get into a situation, whatever it might be, how often do we go into fix-it mode? You know, we, we want to fix the problem. We want to try to make the situation better. We want to solve the problem. We go, we go looking for answers. We go searching for a solution, right? But sometimes the Lord just wants us to stop and to put our eyes on Him. 
like it says at the end of verse 12, it says, For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are on you. The Lord, the Lord just wants us to look to him. When we're, when we're in a situation, put our trust, put our faith in him. Look to him. So I said I was going to use uh, three different verses that had the word uh, still in them. The next one, if uh, you can turn with me, Psalm 4, verse 4. Psalm 4 is a prayer about trusting in God. Verse 4, Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon, upon your bed and be still. Uh, so, be still in this verse means to be silent. To be still. It's opposed to both speech and motion. But what really stuck out to me and the Lord impressed on, on me was the last definition for, for this word. And it's to be dumb. It struck me a bit odd. And, you know, I started thinking about it. A dumb person doesn't have the answers. They need help. They have to go seek help, right? This world is so uh, full of opinions, uh, so-called experts. Um, people are willing to tell you what to do, to give, to give their opinion on what you should do. You know, they, they have the answers. There's so much talk nowadays. Everyone has an answer. But the Lord really impressed that we need to stop applying our own knowledge in situations where we don't know what to do. And to go to the person who, ha- who has the answers, who has the abilities to overcome your situation, and that's Jesus. So that, that was the second uh, instance. The third verse, Psalms 46, verse 10. says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. So in this verse, the word still means to slacken or let drop, let alone, relax or, or cease. So you can imagine, you know, I'm holding on to my water bottle, you know, really tight. Slacken. I'm, I'm letting go. I'm releasing the pressure on it to the point where I'm letting go of it. Um... In life, oftentimes when we're in situations, we, we want to get a hold of it, right? We want to we wanna grab the situation and, and steer it where we want it to go or make it move faster or, you know, speed it up. Um, we, we want to be in control. And that's not, not being in control is not a very popular thing in our culture nowadays. But the Lord wants us to give up the control of situations and just trust and put our faith in him. So all three of these be stills or standstills, um, you know, you think about it, and the definition lends itself to not doing something, right? But they're all verbs. Verbs are action words. So the funny thing about, you know, not doing stuff in this situation is you're doing the best possible thing that you can in releasing your control to the Lord, So the outcome, if we can go back to 2 Chronicles uh, 20. 
the outcome of that situation. Let me find the verse. Verse 20. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord, and who should praise the beauty of holiness, as they went out before the army and were saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Now when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. For the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. So when Judah came to that place overlooking the wilderness, they looked towards the multitude, and there were dead bodies fallen on earth. No one had escaped. So here we see the victory of the Lord that he provided because his people decided to call on his name, to put their trust in him, and to praise him throughout the whole situation. So as I was reading through this and I saw the outcome, I started wondering, you know, what would have happened if they hadn't, you know, immediately turned to the Lord and prayed. Um, And it got me thinking about what happens when we decide to try to fix things ourselves and not turn to the Lord. And I just came up with four, four examples. One, we can make things worse in this situation. Two, we can prevent ourselves from learning something or growing in the Lord. Three, we could make someone stumble or stumble ourselves. Or four, we could prevent being used by the Lord. So my overall point, when you find yourself in a situation with a job, a child, relatives, finances, sickness, you're discouraged, you're distracted, you're angry, you're scared, you're doubting, you're in a situation where you need help, you're over your head, you're at the end of your rope, or you're lost, pray. Just cry out to the Lord. Ask others to pray with you. Don't keep it to yourself. And then be still. Don't stop praying, but stop trying to fix the situation yourself. Be silent. Not stop praying, but stop applying your own knowledge to the situation. Let go. Not stop holding on to the Lord, but stop trying to keep a grip on the situation so you can be in control. You know, Brother Brian said this morning that Jesus has the authority, the power, and the ability to overcome whatever situation you're in. You know, sometimes he does it himself. Other times he uses people you know, like through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes he'll tell you exactly what you need to do in this situation to overcome it. But in all those situations, he's fighting for you, just like he fought for Jehoshaphat in the nation of Judah. So my encouragement tonight is completely put your trust, your faith in the Lord, and let him fight the battle for you. So as we pray tonight, you know, give whatever situation you have you know, that you're struggling with, that you're discouraged with, whatever it might be, little, little situation to the biggest situation of your life. Give it completely to the Lord and let him fight the battle for you.
So come on forward and, and we'll pray together as a church.